Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Retire Simply Podcast. Scott Winstead here. And Angela. With Compass Retirement. And we're excited to be back today talking and expanding upon our risk discussion. Yeah, I think this is such an important conversation, so I'm glad we're having it now. Risk being one of those three things that we can control in our retirement, along with the fees we pay. And the taxes that we owe or are going to owe. That's right. So again, the three things, fees, taxes, and risk, the reason we focus on those a lot at Compass Retirement is because we can actually control them to a degree where we don't really necessarily control what the market's going to do, the up and the down and and maybe even potentially sideways, I guess. Yeah, nobody ever knows about that. And, you know, risk is really one of those things that uh, we see folks... um, really, I think, sometimes not understand exactly how risky or or aggressive that they are. Yes, yes. And it's interesting to me, too, because our uh, the people that we serve are kind of within the same age range. And doesn't it sometimes surprise you when someone has a super high risk score versus a super low one? Like, there's a wide range. It is. And, I, and we'll talk a little bit more about risk score today. But, you know, I think it's a matter of, you know, We've been taught to grow our money from the time we we've started saving all through you know our adult lives that the rate of return is what matters, and yeah. it does matter when you're saving right if I can make five percent well that's better than making three percent mm-hmm. and if I can make three percent it's better than making one percent so when you're saving and growing that money, a rate of return absolutely matters. However, in our experience, uh, building retirement for folks over the years, uh, rate of return actually, while it matters to a degree, it matters less, in our opinion, than really people think. Yes, yes. A lot of times, you know, when we're looking at the whole thing, not just investments and everything, but when we're looking at the risk of our retirement, it's so much more important the money that we get to keep for whatever reason versus the money that we make. Yeah, that's exactly right. And that's why we say that all the time. Yep. So, you know, if you're a, a investor and you're in retirement and the stock market makes, you know, 10% and you get seven of it, well, is that 3% really changing your retirement a whole lot? I would argue and probably say maybe not. Typically not. However, if you're in retirement and the stock market loses 20% or 30%, but you only experience maybe 2 or 3% loss, does that change your retirement? Sure could. Probably so. Mm-hmm. And so again, as you put, and I think, you know, well stated, the success of, of the retirement being the money you keep versus the money you make. And, you know, if I had a, a dime for every time over the last you know decade or so I sat in front of folks and we started talking about actual investments, the question that folks then ask me is, well, what do you think I'm going to make? Exactly, exactly. And I think that's completely the wrong question. Although it makes sense that they would ask that because that's what they've been thinking the whole time. But now we're getting ready to prepare ourselves for retirement if we're not so already So the question they yeah. need to be asking, I think, is how, how much, much could I possibly lose? Absolutely. That's the question. How much can I lose? Because if you take care of your downside, the upside will take care of itself. If you take care of your downside, the upside will take care of itself. And too many folks 
only get concerned about what am I going to make? Mm-hmm. And there's no way to know, but there is a way to at least potentially start to think about, well, what could I lose? And that's the mindset you want to start to shift into as you prepare for retirement. And I would say even then more so when you're in retirement. Absolutely. And you know, it's funny. It's, um, uh, I guess a couple months ago, maybe it was longer than that now. Jesus, it doesn't, it doesn't seem that long ago, but when we went bowling with the kids, right? Oh yeah. Um, and so, you know, LJ is nine, mm-hmm. Lauren is nine and Grant is now 13 and we went bowling and we got and we there, had a great time. Had a great time. <laughs> this was pre-COVID. And, you know, it was funny as I was setting up, kind of typing in all the, um, you know, the names in the computer screen. Now I'm old enough to remember you are too with yeah. the overhead projectors Absolutely. with the pencil, yes, right? Yes. But you're typing it in a computer screen now and you actually have the ability to say per player, do you want bumpers to come down or do you not? Yeah. And LJ at nine years old wanted the bumpers. And I thought, well, hey, that's probably fair. But Grant at 13, you know, he was kind of waffling. <laughs> he was like, well, I'm kind of one foot into the adult. I shouldn't want the bumpers, but maybe I'll have the bumpers so my score looks better. Now, he didn't use the bumpers and he did great, right? But what are those bumpers really there for, right? What do they do? They keep us comfortable and make sure that our ball doesn't go in the gutter. Yeah. And, you know, it's basically a, a mechanism, right, to make sure that the ball is staying within a certain threshold. Mm-hmm. Well, the really neat thing is about investments in general today and the way technology is today is that we actually have the ability to start to walk through exercises with folks where we can start to build out what I would call kind of the proverbial bumper scenario on their investment portfolio. Meaning within a given range or percentage of probability success, we can look at an overall portfolio and say, okay, I think, you know, the max loss or the max, sometimes it's referred to as a drawdown might be this percentage. And if I'm only willing to be down a certain percentage, I might only be able to make, right? A certain percentage. percentage. So the more risk that I'm willing to accept as an investor, hopefully the more return I would expect to get. Now, obviously there's no guarantees. Obviously, you know what happened in March when the stock market had its uh, fastest 30% drop in the history of the market. It took 22 days for that to happen. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Everything fell quickly. So there's no guarantees. But if you kind of start to play the odds and play percentages, you can start to look at the portfolio and say, okay, well, if I only am willing to accept being down 5%, maybe the most I might be able to make is a positive 8% or a positive 7%. Mm -hmm. I've been doing this a long time. Our office is on the second floor. And you know what's funny, Angela? Um, sitting in our conference room, we overlook the parking lot. We have windows in there Mm -hmm. and I've never seen a unicorn fly by. Let me think. Yeah, me either. Have you ever seen a unicorn fly by our office? I have not. Either have I. Now, what's funny is how many people come into the office and they want the unicorn fly by, right? (laughs) Yes. They want, I don't want to lose anything, but I still heard that the Dow Jones made 30% this year and I want all of that. Yes. That's the unicorn. Yeah, that's right? true. That's true. You have to be able to make sure that you're setting your expectation of, I might try to swing for the fences and it can be a, a, a much steeper drop 
when I swing for those fences. Yes. And I think setting those expectations is such an important thing that you're talking about because when we're going through retirement, right, we've talked before about how it's all about the experience and the choices and things. So if we have our expectations set up properly, then when we have swings this way and that way, they're not as turbulent. So I love that you brought that up. And it doesn't mean that all of your money Every penny you have in every account has to be set one way. It just means that you have different buckets or different pots of money reacting differently. Hey there. So listen, you know, Angela and I love being local DFW retirement professionals and we help so many families in the area. You know, there's a lot of ways that we can help you with your retirement. We can perform a stress test on your current investments. Basically what that lets you know is how aggressive or conservative or how risky you're wanting to be versus what you actually are doing. We can also schedule a one-on-one consultation with one of us if you just have a one-off question that you'd love to ask us. And you're always welcome to come to one of our live financial workshops, our live events. So go to compassretirement.com and just click on schedule a visit to choose what you need from us. If you're looking for a firm that will bend over backwards to help you, you've come to the right spot. So when we start looking at, you know, how much you, you can, can possibly lose versus how much you could possibly make, the number that Angela and I get really concerned about in, in retirement planning is we want to know the number that makes you feel, I guess for all intents and purposes, sick to your stomach. Yes. Lots of times when we're having those discussions, remember, I'm like, no, I really want to know, like, if you found out, like, you might not open your bedroom windows. You're just like, forget it. This is terrible. Yes. (laughs) You know, all of us have a threshold that if we were to wake up, turn on the computer screen and you see that your account balance is down, there is a threshold that says, hey, I'm down this this much. And it's just kind of like a burr in the saddle, not I'm not happy, but I'm not devastated. But there is a threshold or a point that you would cross and it's different for everybody, Mm -hmm. but then you would, you would be freaked out, right? You would be, you would feel devastated. Yeah. You would feel devastated. Like I can't recover from this. And typically the closer you get to retirement or even into retirement, that threshold seems to to become less and less. Yeah. It tightens up a bit. Mm -hmm. And I know it's hard. We know it's hard guys, because you've been taught that, hey, volatility is just part of this thing and I got to ride the ups and I got to ride the downs and I'm trying to save and get as much return as possible. And yes, volatility is part of the game, but the downs tend to hurt way more than the losses feel good. That's true. And the whole point of retirement planning is to make sure you've got a plan in place so that regardless of what's happening, you're feeling good. Yes, because when they go down and you're not making money, so you're not filling up that account, that's when they, when they really hurt. And so one of the great uh, uh, exercises that I think we do, or uh, maybe a analysis that we do that I love is working with folks and really seeing, you know, what, what is it that, that they can stomach? Mm-hmm. What is that up? What is that down? And we use a assessment um, to, to basically look at their risk. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now what's neat about our risk assessment that I think is a little bit different than most folks risk assessment that maybe you've gone through before is ours isn't static. It's dynamic. And what do I really mean by that? What I mean is 
depending on how you answer one question determines the next question that comes up. So if you ever kind of got like um, read those books when you were younger where you got to the end of the chapter and it was like, hey, if you think, uh, you know, you ought to get on the rocket ship and yeah. fly to the moon, turn to page 80. But if you want to stay on Earth, go to page 50 and you can kind of uh, finish the story how you want. That's right. <laughs> so the exercise does that. So depending on how you answer one question determines the next question. But what it does is it starts to help us really hone in on what is your risk score and how much can you stomach? Mm-hmm. Okay. One thing that I like to share with people is, you know, when people get their risk scores, of course, they're very excited to know what they are. But I always do like to share that when we're taking that risk score, we sometimes have a range of emotions and that's okay. That's exactly what should be happening um, when we're taking uh, the risk assessment, because remember, we're looking for what do we feel really good about versus what do we feel devastated about. So that's a perfectly normal and wonderful way to take the assessment. That way, you know, you're on track. Absolutely. And most people, as, I, as I've mentioned, you know, are way more uh, aggressive and risky than they need to be typically to make the math of their retirement work. Mm-hmm. And the, the neat thing about the risk assessment that we'll do for you is it gives us a, a score and basically one is the most conservative and 99 is the most aggressive. And I call that like our speed limit, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So if you, if you visited us and we did your risk assessment and it came back that right now you are um, a risk score of 70, okay? That's kind of like going down, you know, 635 in the slow lane, right? But you're still <laughs> going 70, right? Yes, yes. Okay, thank you. Yes. However, maybe what you could really stomach or what you're intending to be is, hey, I'm more of like a 35. So I'm driving around my town in the neighborhoods and I don't intend to really go that fast. Yeah. Well, if you get in a wreck going 70, that's going to feel very, very different than getting in a wreck going 35. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, the same is true with your finances. When you get into volatile markets, choppy markets, roller coaster markets, and you're a 70, you're going to move through that and experience that very, very differently than someone that's a risk score of 35. Mm-hmm. However, in a year like last year where the stock market makes 30, the person going 70, hey, they're making all that money and, and you're sitting there saying, gee whiz, I'm only making half of that. But here's the point. As we said, it's about the success of the money you keep versus the money you make. So in a year where the market makes 30 and maybe you only make 18, no problem, probably. That's probably decent enough. Mm-hmm. But again, in a market where it drops 30 and you only lose 5 or 6%, that changes things. Yep, now we're talking. Now we're talking. And so we walk you through that exercise and that speed limit. The other nice thing that it does is it builds into um, the portfolio. It builds those bumpers or it, well, I, if we're going to keep using the, the road analogy, they would almost be like guardrails on the yes. road. Mm-hmm. So within a certain range of probability, call it 95%, right? We could say, hey, over a six month time period, there's a 95% probability that, that this overall portfolio that we've built for you this mix of investments is only probably going to go down, I'll make this up, 5%. Mm-hmm. However, there's a 95% probability over a six-month time frame. It might only go up 8%. Are you good with that? Mm-hmm. No, I'd like to try to make more. Okay, well, just remember, the more we push that 8% up, we push that 5% down. Yes. And so we can build portfolios. And what we're looking for is trying to get what we call 
that asymmetrical risk versus reward, right? Mm -hmm. What we don't necessarily want is I go down a percent, so I make a percent. Yeah, let's be clear on what that is. Yeah. Go ahead and just explain yeah. the situation. Yeah, so, so a symmetrical risk versus reward would be I'm, I can stomach losing five, so I can only make five, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. An asymmetrical risk versus reward would be, hey, I can only stomach losing five, but what could I do with other parts of my portfolio to try to get 9 10 or 11%? Right. So I'm, I've got more upside, but I've got lower downside. Exactly. And there's actually ways with different tools we can use to start to hopefully build out an asymmetrical risk versus reward. And it's not just me and you, Angela, telling Mr. and Mrs. Jones about it. We can actually back it up now with technology and with these different programs and softwares to validate that. Yes. Yes. And that's something that's really, really important. So as you look at your your retirement or gearing up for retirement, you know, I think we have this two to three month window here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have an, an election coming up in November. Yeah. Then we've got cold and flu season, right? And who knows what the pandemic may or may not do. I think maybe a lot of people might have just the regular cold and flu this year, but they're not going to know. They won't know. Cause some panic. Yeah. Um, so preparing now, for what's on the horizon i would say the last part of this year we would call it if you know if you're still working fourth quarter if you're retired you probably forgot about quarters right but fourth quarter going into first quarter of next year um we want to start preparing for that so one of the things angela and i want to make sure that we're uh extending to you is the invitation to reach out to us and let us just look at your current portfolio. Let us just look at how aggressive or conservative, number one, are you invested? Mm-hmm. But number two, how does that coincide with really what you can stomach, with really what your expectation is? Yep. And we do that many times a day at Compass Retirement. Yep. So that's just a normal part of our workday, but it can really give you um, a nice edge and some clarity moving forward. And that's something we can do virtually. That's something that doesn't cost you anything. Mm -hmm. We're happy to help you look at it. Um, So if you have any questions on that, or if that's something you'd like for us to do for you, don't hesitate to call the office and schedule a time to jump on our calendar. That number is 817-328-6152. That's 817-328-6152. We hope that uh, you enjoyed this week. We're going to continue talking about risk uh, next week. Yes, we are. We're going to be talking about knowing your risk and how it could affect your retirement. That's right. So taking really what we've talked about and building it into the overall plan, into the overall process, and how do you go about doing that is what we'll be focusing on next week. We hope you guys have a fantastic day. And a fantastic week until we talk to you next. And we'll talk to you later. Enjoy. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. This has been another week of Retire Simply. Thanks for listening. And remember, anyone can save money, and just as easily anyone can run out of money. But it takes skill and a plan to take what you've saved and not run out. If you want to listen to more episodes or learn more about Compass Retirement, go to compassretirement.com. That's compass with two S's, retirement.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to tell a friend. They're probably a lot like you and would enjoy it too. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC.
AE Wealth Management and Compass Retirement Inc. are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. Compass Retirement, Inc. is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Compass Retirement, Inc. Hypothetical examples have been provided for illustrative purposes only. It does not represent a real-life scenario and should not be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation.